Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Good. Wow. I don't know if the call recorder caught that, but that was one of your more <laughs> existential noises. Mm-hmm. It was beyond a sigh. Mm-hmm. Mm. When it when it first came when it first came online, I heard you exhale. <laughs> and it was so inspiring mm. that I felt like exhaling. <sighs> <sighs> Leaving you all in my car parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't have the money or I would have gotten roses. It's true. Yeah. Hospitaliano. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. When you're not, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. No, you can't take those breadsticks home. Um, it was nice because it was definitely a kind of, I, gosh, I hope that it was captured in the call recorder. It had a kind of, um, it was definitely a kind of sigh, but it was mm. also, it was a little bit annoyed. It's kind of like, ah. You got to practice all those things. You know, mm. there are so many things you can't say to your kid, but you need to communicate to your kid. Oh, sing it, sister. <laughs> and some of those things are have to be communicated. There's a lot of stuff that you're not supposed to say to kids that you have to use a different kind of mouth no- noise for. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Words, such as they are, are a kind of mouth noise, but it's hmm. not the only kind of mouth noise. Good point. It's a body noise. There's a noise I make a lot around, like, I'm going to say 732, which is this... <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Exasperated sound. I've <laughs> 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 so much to talk to you about. Yeah, what's going on? But then I got other stuff I want to talk to you about. Like you just right? made me remember something I did the other night. I don't watch TV at night as much as I used to, like TV shows. Yeah. I get a little dad time after everybody's gone to bed, and I used to use that for TV shows. Uh, increasingly, and I did that last night with Succession, which is a good show. But increasingly, I, I, I watch YouTube videos. Oh, uh-huh. and, and what are some of the good ones? Oh, what are some of the good themes? John. Well, is there's the ones kiddies? I can there's the ones I can cop to that are very masculine and interesting, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. like a two part deep music theory breakdown of Peg. Oh, with, yeah. um, well, there's one I hadn't seen that a, a listener sent in that was great. It's him and this guy who I guess had been in the band who has like a show and it goes real deep on how he chose the chords and the voicings. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. that it's was, him and a guy I mean, playing like an organ. Have you seen yeah, that? I'm so embarrassed oh now that you're like, I saw this really obscure <laughs> video about the breakdown of pig and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know the one you're talking about. And he chooses the way he chooses the voicings. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. good. And then they play it. They play Peg. Yeah. Now, We're that kind of thing, that's people. a very masculine thing for me oh, to be yeah. watching. So masculine. <laughs> it's very intellectual because it's about you, theory. Yeah, it's, a, it's about jazz, right? Did jazz, you see man, the, jazz. The, did you see the video of the MotoGP2 rider who reached over and grabbed the other guy's brake? I haven't seen the two? video. I saw the still image. Isn't that cheating, yeah. John? It's cheating, Merlin. That guy should be... In big trouble, and I think he is. See, I don't know. See, it's one of those things like pro wrestling or MMA where I'm not sure what you're really allowed to, or encouraged to do. Yeah, well, you remember that scene in Breaking Away where the guy sticks his... Oh, the Italians. His, <laughs> it's those fucking Italians. Yeah, the Italians stick his, uh, stick his bike team, pump uh, in. Team Cinzano. 
that's right. <laughs> that's a no Tim, good, boss. You don't want to stick that into a man's wheel. Yeah, <laughs> fuck uh, you. <laughs> but uh, it's so but yeah, it's, so it's generally if you're messing with someone else's break, you don't mess with another sport, man's equipment. No, that's right. That's right. I didn't uh, see unless, that. Unless you're a football player. I, also, I, still, oh, need, I but, still need to dive into the Venus Williams stuff. But but there's a there are YouTube videos that you don't Serena. want to Sorry, admit. Serena. Serena Williams. Yeah. Serena. <gasps> I think I was just normative. Sorry, oh, continue. That's all right. Well, you, you can cut it all well, out. Well, people are going to email you about it if I get it wrong. Yeah, email me for sure. Send you a letter. Um, uh, uh, mo- I, are there videos that you don't want to that you don't want to see? Admit that's you're watching? the thing. See, okay, let's do this. I don't. I don't. Wait, normally, I don't look at the internet usually when we're recording. But I'm going to look at the internet and I'm going to look like, at my history. Are they like Rainbow Dash videos? Oh, like the Russian dash cam videos. Oh, I love those. Are oh you kidding me? God. Did you see the one where the guy in the motorcycle got hit from behind and he went over the top of the car and ended up on his feet? I did, and that's when I turned it <laughs> off. Because you know how YouTube works? They give you increasingly more radical versions of whatever you're watching. Oh, I didn't know that's how and it works. Some of the Russian dash cam stuff, dash cam stuff is people just spinning out. Right. And it's very wholesome. You just see that's just, well, that's an example of bad Russian driving. Well, the Russian the R- Russian dash cams are the ones that caught all the caught that meteor that came down and exploded and blew everybody's windows out. No kidding. Yeah, that was all right. I'm not going to get back. Russian I'm not going to get back cam. into it. Okay, here's my here's some history. Okay, all right. One thing that's actually on my list that I've done a deep dive on. We need to talk about. We need to talk about gang stalking and targeted individuals at some point. Mm-hmm. That's how I spent my entire weekend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, those are. Oh shit, dog! Put the biggest fork you've got in that. Okay. That's a sign that the game is on. Okay, um, good. Wow. Um, okay, so some wholesome things I've watched. Somebody ordering a mystery box from the dark web. Uh, um, a mystery box. John McWhorter, the linguist, uh, discussing how Donald Trump speaks. Uh, Siskel and Ebert review Goodfellas. Huh. Marshall Crenshaw, The Knack, Nick Lowe, Sniffing I, the Tears. I, I did a deep dive on The Knack last night. Oh, God. Num- number one record of 1979. You know you can't erase till she's sitting on your face. Mm. They said that in a the lot, song. A lot of the problems with the knack turns out all their songs were about teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and that, that was that was noted even at the time. There this, were there were cultural uh, critics at the time. That okay. Were like, you know this band, the cultural critics. This is a little bit. This we should is a see what Chris Gow. We should see what Chris Gow said. Yeah. Um, okay, you got Slade, Blue Swede, a couple by Paper Lace, Bay City Rollers. Okay, that's all pretty good. But then I got into something that kept me up. And this is uh, user RWTDT09, who has compiled the opening credits to all of the new TV shows season by season. Uh-huh. So I sat down. First, I watched a 21-minute video on the 22 new shows of fall 1981, <laughs> and then I proceeded. <laughs> I proceeded forward. Oh dear. Let's see. Oh no, this this is where it started. It started with oh, I should send you this one. 36-minute video called "36 New Shows of the Hellish Midseason of 1979." And so that's the kind of thing I find myself watching. They had 36 new shows mid-season. Can you believe in 1979? that? 1979. One season they had like over 20 new shows, and only five of them made it to a second season. So this person wow. he annotates them. He explains what's happening in the video. You don't want to do that. I'm not wow. proud of those moments, John. When I look at the clock, I'm a gentleman. I try to go to bed between 10:30 and 11. 
11 yeah. is when I really try to be in bed. doesn't matter when it is. The point is that's the deal I've made with myself. I look down. It's 11.38 because I've been watching the opening credits from 80s TV shows. How do you think that no, makes me feel? That's not very good. I feel small. I didn't even realize you could look at your history of YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash feed slash history. I see here that I have recently watched <laughs> the Stone Temple Pilots live at Daytona Beach. <laughs> <laughs> how, how to pronounce Enver Hoja, Hosha, Hosha, the, uh, I didn't even remember how to pronounce it. Enver Hosha, the, Enver the, uh, the, uh, leader of Albania. Oh, and that's different from Smirch. That's <laughs> totally different from Smirch. You know, people want, people want band shirts now. I, uh, there's a, um, there's a epic cat chases dog warning lots of hysterical laughter video. Okay. Okay. There's a, a cat runs into a bakery door in France. <laughs> <laughs> you know that title as good as it is lacks what my lit professor would call uh what do you call it uh intellectual distance or existential distance <laughs> a little little on the nose cat runs into a baker door in france oh, <laughs> suicidal tendencies institutionalized dun, ba, dun, dun. all i wanted was uh, a pepsi let's see oh I, I i don't know where this came from this must have come from you ron swanson meat lover compilation Oh, I want all of the bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. That's I, right. All the bacon and eggs. Yeah. I've got some uh, introducing Spot Mini, the latest robot from Boston Dynamics that looks like a, a dog that's going to kill you. Oh, no. That's bad. Yeah. That Those people need really to be stopped, John. How to install tile adhesives. Okay. How to pronounce fin de siècle, which fin, I still can't pronounce. Fin, fin de siècle, right. I still call it fin de siècle. Fin de siècle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, so I'd rather not see these things. I didn't know that you could see this, and I'd rather not. I have, I, I, I don't even want to talk about this, except I need somewhere to talk about this, John. Don Rickles roasts Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's funny. Last night I was watching Burt Reynolds and Don Rickles. Oh, though they're fun together, aren't oh, they? Oh my God, I will sit and watch. See, this is this is not ma- this is not masculine. I will sit Bert, down. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> And you get Dom DeLuise in the mix? Woo! Oh, get out of Dodge. Woo! He's a good sport, that Dom DeLuise. Yeah, there, he is. But I dove have- deep on gang stalking and targeted individuals. This is my new obsession. Are these, and- are the, is this one title, gang stalking? stalking? Oh, God, I don't know if I even want to get into and this. This is something we should talk about later in the episode. You will Do you know about targeted get- individuals? No. Betrayed See- by those we know and love. Targeted individuals. Gang stalking. Gang, gang stalking survivors. Survivals. Ex-gang stalking operative explains tactics and motives. Yeah. The gang okay, stalking. let's talk about this later. I don't know what this is. All right. Targeted individuals. I kind I'll, of I'm kind of tempted to say I kind of want to leave it at this. I don't want a targeted keep... individual community. Oh shit, dog. <laughs> you talk about a community? Yeah. Oh, 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 I I'm gonna send you some stuff that's gonna curl your hair. All right. Okay. Here, here's my, I, you know, I think, you know, I don't like to give you homework. I know yeah. you're busy. Yeah. But can I just encourage you to, to, to type down two phrases? Okay. Gang stalking, but especially yeah. targeted individuals. Okay. Not just in YouTube, but in the, on the internet no, as no. a whole? Well, I'm going to, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say start. Yeah. I'm not happy about this. This is not a masculine thing to do. Okay. Get on the, get on the, 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 the Twitter website Uh-oh. and you do a search on targeted individuals. Uh oh. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna leave it at that. If you okay. if you 
And I, first of all, I apologize in advance because this is going to be your week. Uh-huh. I just gave you a, a, a week of unintentional oh, no. homework. Oh, no. Okay. Okay? All right. Because I, right. I think this... I know you, and I'm a little bit worried because, you know, we're both very vulnerable people. Yeah. I worry that, like me, you're going to be very drawn into this with a kind it's... of, heh, thing at first, and then increasingly like a, hmm, and then like a, wow, and then like a, whoa. Hmm. So we'll see where the rabbit trail takes you. But for homework, well, it's not homework. We're, we're colleagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anybody out there? We can give each other homework. Just go look, look around for, look at targeted individuals. Is this the same as when I, when I discovered what incels were? See that one. That was an evening for me. Uh-huh. That was a full. It was a full. That was, that's not a full. That's not a full week like this. There was a Reddit thread where a guy. It was from an HR director at a company who I think was. Some the an employee was threatening to sue because that person was flaunting their relationship, mm. and because and this person was looking for appropriate incel rights. Oh, incel rights. What about my needs? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. By flaunting your religion, or I'm sorry, flaunting your relationship, it's a kind of religion. You are uh, <laughs> you're being uh, discriminatory against but, incels. No, but very normative. <laughs> this episode of roderick on the line is brought to you by mac weldon you can learn more about mac weldon right now by visiting MacWeldon.com. here's what you need to know mac weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now because mac weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics this is all true mac weldon believes in smart design premium fabrics and simple shopping they have a super easy to use website makes it very easy to add stuff to your bastic very easy site to use uh they've got a sizing chart so you can see if you're the right size for stuff it's pretty great mac weldon will be the most comfortable underwear socks shirts undershirts hoodies and sweatpants Oh, that you will ever wear. This is true. I have to be honest with you. I, I am such a fool for Mack Weldon. I buy so much of their stuff with my own money. Um, I said it before, but I'll mention it again. My favorite is their uh, Pima Cotton T-shirt, a long sleeve T-shirt. Very smartly designed. It's like re- very space age. It, it looks cool, but it's kind of understated. And I'm wearing one right now. I got, I got a Fantastic Four shirt under it, but nobody needs to see that. I'm not a monster. Uh, they make all kinds of great stuff. Uh, they have uh, their line of silver underwear you might have heard about. The silver underwear and their shirts which are naturally antimicrobial. And that means they eliminate odor. If there's anything you want to eliminate in your clothes, it's probably odor. Back on one, you'd be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you keep it. And they will refund you, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look great, they perform well. They're good for going out, going to work, going on dates, just everyday life. Just everyday life is pretty much how I roll with Mack Weldon. I have entire drawers filled with their goods. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I could go on and on. But honestly, honestly, uh, of all the folks who, who pay money to uh, have ads on my shows, uh, Mac Weldon is definitely up there in terms of, like, I have really come around to this brand of clothing. Um, they're just real good. Please check them out. You go to MacWeldon.com and check it out. You can get 20% off your first order by using the promo code ROTL, just like it sounds, ROTL. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Oh, you will be. Sorry. Did you, um, now a phrase you used to use that you learned about from the internet was ne- uh, uh, f- forever alones? Oh, forever alone. Is that similar yep. to an incel, John? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, the other day, uh, Forever Alone's I, got a little more of a sense of humor about it. Oh, there's nothing funny about being Forever Alone. No. Okay. Uh, I uh, uh, on a separate podcast from this one, which it's hard to believe I have. I think you've got four. This one. But uh, you have four. I, we Is the, that right by my count? You have four. four? That's right. Four right. podcasts. We use the term neckbeard and got quite a bit mm. of reader mail. Sir. Uh, that that is no longer an acceptable term because it's because, because of, it's discriminatory against guys who can't grow a beard. No, no, it just suggests an entire uh, uh, type of person that is um, this. The, the the some of these writers were saying that you know that what it does is it ultimately it's a it's a body shaming term because yes. neck beards are fat and. Well. Um, you know, it's, it's a, one of those things though where we wouldn't know culture like, shaming. Like people of a certain age know, you don't call an African American man boy. Oh no! Oh oh, dude! I was at the, I was at the state fair yesterday, mm-hmm. and there was a, a big band, and I dragged my whole family over there and sat them down in the chairs and was like, you know, explaining Aww. to my this daughter. Is, this like, is what Grandpa liked. Yeah, this is my dad's music, and yeah. of course, my you know my mom. Listen to a lot of big band music because she was married to my She's dad. She's too busy annotating CDs now. <laughs> no, but she was like, uh, actually, you know, they played, I think they played like Jumping at the Woodside or whatever. And she leaned over and was like, it's too slow. Wow. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Just leave sing, them alone. Sing, sing, sing. More like <laughs> sleep, sleep, sleep. It's a bunch of just dun, peep, dun, you know, dun, 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 guys dun, too dun, young dun. to have played this in time. Tempo, you know. not my tempo. But then they, but then uh, a couple of people get up, a couple of cheery, uh, you know, like fresh faced but middle aged uh, white people got up and said, "We're gonna now we're gonna do some vocals." So everybody, look out because here comes Chattanooga Choo Choo. And I looked over and you know there's a, a African American couple who are probably in their seventies. Oh. And I was like, "How's this gonna go?" And they oh, just pardon me, boy. Yeah, they just launch right into it. Pardon me, boy. And when I sing that song to to Marlo, because mm-hmm. I because it's one of the songs I sing to her, and she was excited to hear the song. That's a perma song. That's 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 it a is. very good song. It's a great song. But I just I just years ago when I started singing it to her, made the made the choice that I would say, "Pardon me, sir. Is that the Chattanooga choo choo?" That's so much more respectful. Track twenty nine. Sir, you can give me a shine. Well, now, <laughs> see, but you know, <laughs> you're going to get a shoe shine somehow, right? There are still lots of shoe shine people. Gosh, you're so very tall. Do you, you play basketball? <laughs> you don't say <laughs> when you go to the shoe shine guy now, you don't say, boy, boy give me a shine, uh-huh. you know? And, and so I couldn't help but like look over at them as it's going down. And, uh, you know, obviously they're just enjoying the music. They're not, uh, they're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to register they're anything. Not doing, they're not doing a deep reading against the text of what's happening with the audience. No, and they're also not 24, so they're not like theatrically having a, a reaction to everything that happens in the world as though they're the, you know, yeah. as though there are cameras on. We're talking on about the them. couple. The couple. Okay. We're just yeah, like yeah. watching the show, you know, and I'm sure when the song came up, whatever, I'm sure that they have, they've heard it all and seen it all and done it all and maybe didn't, maybe didn't even register, but it registered with me. And it was interesting that there are lots and lots and lots of places in the world where and I'm and I'm sure if I went and talked to those singers, they would say, it's the text of the song. And I would say, absolutely it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also it's well, like pretty loaded word. Uh, but that's a loaded word that we don't, you know, it's loaded in context, right? It's mm-hmm. not a loaded word that you can put on 
one of your millennium lists of words that you can no, never ever say again. It's a it's a word that you say all the time, but you can't right. say it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's similar to neckbeard. Well, I don't know about that. See, yeah. I was what, in response to you the. Think you're being uh, sensitive to the uh, what do you call them instead of neckbeards? What do you say? The neckbeard community. No, mm, come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, the course. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> the I don't. Neckbeard community. I don't, don't know. I honestly don't Sipping know. Sipping coffee out of a styrofoam cup at that meeting. The thing is, I know a lot of people that would that 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 fall into that category, and some, including some so, of my close friends. My name is Carl, and I am a neckbeard. Uh, <laughs> Some of my close friends, like George Lucas, and <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I don't know. No one's ever said that to me before, so it was like, is this is this one of these things? Is this like mission creep now that no, we can't? No, no, it passed you by. It just passed you right by. Or this is is this like incel pushback where they're like, you know what? We're a minority group too. I just you can never tell anymore. Like who's I know. It's hard. The, who's the who is on the white horse of justice today? Well, and like something we would say. Oh boy, we're gonna cut all this out. Something we would say when I was younger is like you know you would say like uh, wow check out that that guy over there in mm. a neutral way. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where like at certain places I've lived, the easiest shorthand for that when somebody says which guy is you would say the black guy because. Right. He is the one black guy in this group of non-black guy people. Mm, now, that is what I, we once would have done. I try not to so much do that, but I think what you could say, because you're still in the process of getting woke about the, the community formerly known as neckbeards, mm. is you're trying to say, like you're trying to identify, no, it's that guy over there with a the neckbeard. Oh, no, see, because no. when you use the term <clears throat> neckbeard, it is almost always pejorative. Yeah, I guess. Right? You're like, well, so I was doing this, and then these neckbeards came in and told me that I was doing it wrong. So it's like a geek or a nerd. It's some kind of like a model train enthusiast. Well, no, because it's not just, it. you know, there is there is something pejorative about it because neckbeards, because here's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I say, oh, this guy was mansplaining to me. And then I got a bunch of people, I got a bunch of letters that oh, said no. Man's, men cannot mansplain to men. Oh, I disagree. I, was I like, so oh, disagree. You're so wrong. They do it all the time. Mansplainers are a category of people, oh, and they will, they'll mansplain to the paint as it dries. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, so you can't mansplain to a man. All right, all right, all right. But, you know, there's something mansplainy about neckbeards. It's not just that they're sitting there growing a beard on their neck. It is, it's a type, you know? It's a sort. Uh, but, anyway, lots of, not a lot, but a little bit of, uh, communication on one of the fan forums about how that is no longer a term that it's. Safe oh, are they coming after you? Are you, are you getting brigaded, John? Are they coming after nope. you again? No, no, no. You know, generally they're talking to one another. This yes. is the this is the thing about the fan community, and it's why I shouldn't ever go there. But they're talking to one another about how upset they are about something. Okay. Um, the other day, I uh, we reviewed on the Friendly Fire podcast uh, the movie Kelly's Heroes, which is a war movie starring uh, Clint Eastwood. Don Rickles is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Telly Savalas is there. It's another one like, from the substrata of like a uh, Dirty Dozen type movie. That's right. Donald Sutherland. But it's a sub-Dirty Dozen. It's not as good as Dirty Dozen. No, it's no, no. kind of a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was, because we record those shows, we, we record them well in advance. So this was a recording we made a long time ago. And it, it aired. And there were quite a few people who were so sad that I was so mean to Kelly's Heroes. I feel like you've already told this story, but I don't think you have. It sounds like this is an ongoing this, theme. This is brand new. Of somebody who's, whose feelings got hurt because of how you felt about something. 
Yeah, there a lot of there were quite a few people that were like, I really I sat down, couldn't wait to listen to this episode, and then John really didn't like Kelly's heroes, and mm. that really seems unfair mm. because Kelly's heroes is really fun, and I don't understand why he didn't like it. And That's it's a just very like, um, ironic way to address that. I don't know. In the sense that, well, I mean, the whole basis of that person's, I think, I'm not reading, I, I, would, I don't go to those communities either, no way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know how bad I am. I don't need any help. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't, but like, no, it sounds like the objection is, I have a strong feeling about whether I like or don't like this thing, and I disagree with John having a strong feeling about whether he likes or doesn't like this thing. Oh, listen to that trolley in it's the back. background. It's just back. So, it feels so wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think that the the I think what I'm what I'm discovering is, and I've known this for a long time, right? The that we've we crossed a Rubicon at some point into a world where loving things is all that matters. You know, like if you are a fan of a thing, then that means you're almost equal to the creator of the thing. You're such a fan of it. Yeah. And uh, the two co-hosts. Well, of in fact, my, in fact, you you could. Because you like it and understand it more than the person who created it, you actually, in some ways, over time, you develop more agency to yes. have the canonical feeling about it. Yes, correct. Uh, the two co-hosts of my program, Ben and Adam, have another show about Star Trek. Yeah. And they uh, they love Star Trek, and they mm-hmm. tease it good-naturedly, but they both agree that it's great. And in the end, in the end even though it's hilarious and there's lots to laugh about, it's still amazing this is the patrick stewart next generation show right and um and i think a lot of their fans love to hear the teases and they're like oh my god they're teasing patrick stewart or whatever but then at the end everyone is brought back into the circle and they all they all agree that it's great and everything is great and you know my take on a lot of things is that they're not great they're bad and uh some things are bad lots of things are bad in fact some things are are really bad they're bad for you they're bad and you should feel bad. They're, they're bad and we should say so. They're bad. I'm saying so now mm-hmm. and you should agree with me. Yes. Or at least hear me out. Um, and that is a different, that's a different temperature than mm. getting to the end and saying, <clears throat> but Kelly's Heroes is a great movie, super fun, five stars. <laughs> so I don't even remember, I don't remember doing that show. I don't remember what I gave Kelly's Heroes, but I'm sure it was something like Clint Eastwood is not funny. Um, Telly Savalas is not funny. Uh, Donald Sutherland in this movie is really not funny. And there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's just not Donald funny. Donald Sutherland, also, if memory serves, he's almost like a stoner. He's like, a, it's a World War II movie and he's playing a hippie stoner who's like, hey man, stop stepping on my vibes. I, I, I think I remember this better than I thought. I don't want to spoil it, but it turns out Telly Savalas is kind of a bad seed. Yeah, he's okay. bad. Oh, oh, so Telly Savalas he's crazy. Is a, he's a crazy one. No, he's the bad seed in Dirty Dozen. Oh, wait, he's in both of them? I think so. <sighs> Jim Brown is only in the one. Jim Brown is in Dirty Dozen. Okay. Uh, Lee Marvin? Lee Marvin is in Dirty What's Dozen. What's the one with Mark Hamill? Uh, Mark F- Hamill first, was in first Corvette from... Summer. Corvette Summer. Is that the one where he had the accident and had the facial yeah. injuries? Yeah, yeah. What's Force yeah. 10 from Navarone? That is Han Solo is in that movie. Han Solo is in it. Now there's two, there's Guns of Navarone? So... Force 10 from Navarone is a sequel to Guns of Navarone, although it, there are no, none of the same people in it, and it's not related at all. Okay. Guns of Navarone has David Niven and is oh. like a black, black and white. Oh, I know you love him. Awesome. Is he the guy with the bomb in the briefcase? He is, yes. <laughs> Woo! 
Yes, bomb in a briefcase. La la la. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Another thing you uh, have a very strong opinion about. <laughs> the guy, the guys from Portugal, the man, uh, John, uh, the singer, texted me the other day a picture of himself wearing a T-shirt that said "Suck it, Morrissey." Wow! And I said, "How the fuck do I get one of those?" And he was like, "It's in the mail for you, my friend." Oh, so I'm that. gonna. I'm going to have a suck at Morrissey t-shirt. Did I, take you off your, did I take you off your thing where you were no, talking no, no, about something no. else? And now I'm asking about the genre of, of multi-person war movies. He sent me, a, he sent me a picture of a t-shirt that he isn't going to send me, but he thought he thought yeah. about, what is it? which is just the word Morrissey superimposed over a pound of raw hamburger. Oh, geez. That's a, that's a little bit hurtful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. But you know, like it's when I find another. I mean, brother, are, you, are you really caught up on this? You understand it is murder. It is murder. It is murder. When I find another brother in the world that's willing to publicly, particularly in rock, publicly stand up and say "fuck you, Morrissey," oh, I just feel like we should. Meet he grabs somewhere. and devours. He kicks him in the showers. He kicks him in the showers. He grabs and devours. Bruises bigger than dinner plates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and Colin Malloy should start a podcast. <laughs> Distended Barrow Boy. <laughs> Dickensian roughneck. Uh, never, never wrote a song about a pirate. Never. never? Don't stop saying that. He never went to wrote Yale. A song about, he, well, no. 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 Well, we can all agree that you're gauche. <clears throat> I, I'm super gauche. <laughs> Uh, let's, but so, not, yes. let's not so, dig that up. So I'm trying really hard not to go on the internet at all. Really, there's just no reason to. I didn't go to XOXO this year. I don't want to go on the internet. I just don't see. I just don't see that mm-hmm. there's any value to it anymore, except to watch movies. Well, and there's you, a lot YouTube of good stuff videos. on YouTube. There's that GP2 guy who reached over and grabbed somebody else's break. Right, I wouldn't well, have seen that. Like, okay, so this morning I was reading Pitchfork's reappraisal of uh, best uh, records of the '80s. <clears throat> Whether or not I agree with it. It reminded me how much I loved Eric B. and Rakim back in the days. Oh, they were great. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, he was the greatest rapper up to Ball that time. Leader. The stage is a cage. The mic is a third rail. Mm-hmm. And so that led me into some Spotify on Eric B. and Rakim, <clears throat> which I used to listen to obsessively and I haven't listened to in years. And then I remembered that there was the, one of the first Eric B. and Rakim songs, besides Paid in Full, that I got super into, used to get played a lot at the clubs... Do you remember this? There was a remix of I Know You Got Soul that the included clubs. like bars. This. Well, but the remix had bars and bars and bars of I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Hmm. And so I found that. It's Eric B. and Rakim, I Know You Got Soul, Six Minutes of Soul remix. That led me down the, the rabbit hole to, guess what? Isolated bass track for I Want You Back. Really? And then that led me into The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel long version. So that's how I spent my morning. Now, in that case, that seems very wholesome to me. Well, let That's me, a good I, use of the internet is what I'm trying to say. That's a very good use of the internet. Let me make a recommendation. I'll write it down. Um, I, was in, uh, I was in a conversation the other day with a, with a friend uh, who is a professional musician who was on tour. <clears throat> and we, and I was saying, nope, it wasn't Mike Squires. And I was saying, um, I, <clears throat> I want to put a little more bump in the bump, bump, bump. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think you like, might want to add a little bit of uh, ding in the ramalama ding dong? I have, I have, well, I have some of that, but mm-hmm. I've been playing the bass more and, <clears throat> and I'm, what I'm lacking, I have, I have good bass melodies, but what I'm lacking is bounce. I want bounce. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, and the thing is, it's not that I don't have bounce. It's not that I can't go for you bounce. Play with a pick. I, 
Uh, no, well, depending, okay. depending on what I do. I try to play a with a lot my of fingers, bounce when you do the two finger alternating thing. There's a lot of bounce, but but I'm afraid of the bounce. Is uh-huh. what it is. I'm afraid of the bounce because I want to be in the pocket, and if I'm if I don't try and bounce, I can like stay in the pocket. But if I start to bounce, like if I try and James Jamerson, like I don't, I just don't have it, you know. Uh-huh. And I so I was saying to this bass player guy, who's a very good bass player and very very laid back in the pocket player, I was like, how do I get that bounce? Yeah, give me the bounce. And he said, you just got to go for the bounce. Go for um, just go for bounce is what is what I'm trying to say to myself over mm-hmm. and over. But he said, what you need to do is listen to Family Man. And I said, listen to Are Family Black Man. Flag? No, Family Man, the bass player of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh. And he said, the thing about Family Man is that he is playing a co-lead vocal with Bob Marley singing. Hmm. And I was like, <clears throat> Tell me more. And then he started humming some, you know, hum- humming some family man bass lines. And of course, we all know them all. Uh, and what I what I what I haven't quite done, what I haven't been able to do, is uh, is figure out if there are isolated bass tracks um, of Family Man because you know it's so it's so like ingrained into. So there are well, they're not. Are there? There. Family the thing man. is a lot of. Bass. A lot of the time you're like, hey, isolate those bass tracks, and then you get a you get a YouTube video of some guy in Italy who's like, here is a, my family man bass tracks. That's not an Italian. You know, there should be a law. I mean, like an international law. Like, you're not allowed. You, you have to use the word cover, cover in the title. Please just use the word cover. Yeah. I, I click on them all the time where I'm like, oh, my God, really? And then it's just some I, uh, I want to hear every extant version of Everlong. By Foo Fighters, because it's maybe close to my favorite song. I mm. want to hear every version of that that Foo Fighters or Dave Grohl have done. I don't. I don't need to hear you play that on the ukulele. With all no. due respect, you should say say cover. Say cover. Just say yeah. cover. It's not that hard. But uh, so see, fair. I look for isolated. Now I'm getting like uh, bass play along, yeah. isolated bass. But it's not isolated bass. It's a man with a bass playing. Yeah, but and then not some people an run that. Bass. Well, like Mike Squires does a good job with that app, where he, does, he, he seems does. to knock out the parts pretty well well mike you know this is the thing i never did as a musician i never learned other people's music and so i didn't have my beatles in hamburg years i'm not like jonathan colton i don't understand how chords work together every time i sit down with an instrument i play a chord and then i could you play uh, could you play a diminished chord if i ask you to right now uh no i would move my fingers around until somebody said that's it but I no, could do, I, I can do a do six it. or a nine in my sleep, but like I still don't understand augmented and diminished. Please don't email me. I can't really even do a nine. A I nine just, is just when you're doing like an A pattern um, bar chord. Also hit yeah. the E. Oh, uh, sorry, no, well, that's a six. That's a six for a nine. You got to do the Minutemen chord, but you can do a six real easy, and it sounds like the end of every Beatles song. Cling. How do you, how do you put the six on? So uh, imagine you're doing like a, a D on the yeah. fifth yeah. fret. Now, with your middle finger, also press down on the E string. On the E string try, at, try the, at, the really seven, at the seventh fret or the fifth yeah, fret? Yeah, seventh at fret. the seventh fret. Like you're, oh, like you're okay. continuing the A all the way across. Oh. And it sounds like the end of an early Beatles song. And that's a six? That's a six. See, I'm not playing around. I have no idea how to do any of this. You should try it. Get your guitar. Every, it sounds really every good. Time I, every time I grab a guitar, it's like I put... The second chord is is a complete mystery to me. Hang, hang on, here we go. So play a play a D at the fifth fret. 
John's going to get his guitar. <clears throat> All right, here we are. So just do a standard D major at the fifth, I mean, with your bar on the fifth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm playing a, uh, so a, 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 a listener to the program by the name of Hector sent me a guitar. Hector sent you a guitar? Yeah, he said, I have this Univox, and it's uh, one of, it's like the, the Univ- Univox that's a most right copy. You know the one that looks like a looks like a Ventures model. It's mm-hmm. the one that it's like one a, of the Kurt Cobain. Like, like lipstick pickups. Uh, no, it's got it's got cool little. Um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Dan Electro. I think. Yeah, it's got cool little uh, little humbuckers. Um, it's the it's the guitar that Kurt Cobain famously uh, broke like a lot of them. Hmm. Um, it's cool guitar, and he he was like a he sent it to me. That's so nice. So here's a D chord. Teenager. Give me another. And you're one. saying you hit it, hit that again. That's the six. Yeah. So that's imagine you're ending on the one of a one four five song, and when you hit the last one for the. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Try try doing arpeggio. Like just ring. Yeah, just like a slow swipe, yeah. That's the one. Hmm, hmm, okay, all right. Yeah. I can tell when I haven't played my guitar enough. This should be a life hack. If it's still open-tuned, I haven't played it recently. Oh, see, I go through through the open-tuning phases, and and then I'll put that guitar down and play it. Because I have too many guitars. So, yeah. so I oh, walk you're around. smart. You're like a you're like a B fifty two or a Sonics Youth. I'm a Sonics Youth. Yeah, I have yeah. A, I have guitars that, that are in different tunings. You get but any I, screwdrivers stuck in them, John? No, no, I don't put drumsticks in my guitars either. Bush League. Uh, but I do, I do keep them around in different tunings. And that, but the thing is, I'll pick one up, forgetting that that is in a different tuning. Oh. I had a, I have a guitar that is dedicated Nashville tuning. But other than that, because yeah, that's different strings. But other than that, I kind of they all just end up being Nashville tuning. Yeah, Nashville tuning. Let's that, see, I, uh, let me recommend that if you have a second guitar. The wound EAD is a six string guitar lighter. Oh, oh my goodness! Is that mostly for chords? Or are you you picking? Well, so what a, what Nashville tuning is high strung. Yeah, what I think of what I think of the purpose of it being. Is that it's um Elliot Smith used a variant of Nashville tuning. It's tomorrow, a, tomorrow. It's a twelve string guitar, but you're just using the high strings of a twelve string guitar instead of the low strings. The low strings are a six string guitar, and then you take the other ones and just put them on a n- normal guitar. But it's it sounds like a twelve string or like the high part of a twelve string. Wow, so that's fascinating. What it, what it does is just I mean everything just sounds magical. Give, give me danger. On, from Raw Power by the Stooges. It has a Nashville guitar Nashville on it. tuning. Mm-hmm. And then if you take a Nashville tuning and you capo it somewhere, you're just like, now what am I do? Where did I get this? And then you play it into an AC30 top boost with volume all the way up Are you and kidding treble me? all the way Woo. up. Are you kidding me? I spent, you'll, take a, uh, you'll take a plane plane out of the sky. You'll I knock an airplane right d- out of the sky. Take it out of the sky. Just not knock it right out. Black box. Just knock, just <laughs> I, I spent half a day last week trying to learn the song uh, Falling Slowly from... Um, you know that movie, Once? Take no. the sinking boat and point it home. We still got time. That song? I don't, 
I don't think so. You're kidding. It's really good. No, Tuning for no. that was pretty monkey balls. Does not, for me, apply to that many different things. And so mm-hmm. now I need to retune. But my strings are kind of old, and I, I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. But I used oh. to do, you know what I liked? I liked the Neil Youngish uh, drop down to D. That kind of basic, what's that basic one? Where you do, you, you change down, like. Down, 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 down. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the Cinnamon Girl tuning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's one. That's this just is, a drop D. They use that in grunge. That's a big time grunge. I was in a drop D metal band called Requiem. No, you were not. No, I wasn't. Difficulty novice. That's a, that's a spoon reference. Um, version Difficulty three. novice. Yes. So, so, how do you drop this? Chord. We are underused. That's a really good song. Falling a lot of them are. Do you, are you able to listen to, um, to pavement now? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. You still are listening to pavement. Uh, yeah. Can I? Lancers. I, I, I maybe enjoy them. The middle records that I think are mm-hmm. kind of underrated. I like even more now. I liked those records at the time. The middle records and people were like, I blah, think they blah, were, blah. They were uh, underused. They were underrated. I, I didn't know. I didn't know enough about it to be sno- a snob about it. Well, and they were cheeky. Oh, they're so cheeky, but I don't, of course, I'm not against cheeky, as okay. you know. Um, I, I was offered the other day uh, an editor of a magazine, a guitar magazine called Fretboard Journal. It's a friend of mine. It's a very, very nice uh, guitar magazine. Very glossy. Mm-hmm. It's very smart. Smart guitar magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it features, you know, a lot of the guys that are like, this guy owns 42 D'Angelico's and every one of them's worth a million dollars. You know, it's like, it's a rich guy magazine a little bit. But the editor was like, uh, would you uh, interview Steve Malkmus? Would you, John Roderick, interview Steve Malkmus? Yes, for a fretboard journal. Hmm. And I was like, sure, of course. And then I, then I walked around and I had a pit in my stomach for about a week. <laughs> Did you talk like, to your mom about it? No, I didn't. But <laughs> Is I was this like, something the, I should do? <laughs> what the fuck do am I, I going to do? Do I want to do this? <laughs> what am I going to do here? This what is, are you going to ask? This isn't smart. Uh, I, I, Steve Malkmus terrifies me. Like, yeah. what am I going to be like? He's a bright guy. He's a very bright guy. I'm going to be guy. like, hey, man, so about guitars. And he's, and he's going to do that. He's going to do that 90s punk rock thing where he's like, I don't even care about guitars mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to put me, he's going to come to an interview for Fretboard Journal. I think and- the thing is, he's one of those guys. You know how there's some people who always seem like they've been the same age? I think he's like terminally a very mature 24 year old. Yeah, right. I, I, bet but- he's, I bet he's not that hard to interview now. Well, I don't know. I have I've encountered quite a quite a handful of my uh, heroes who are now in their fifties who were who used to be in their twenties. Okay, and and some of them still have the same the same attitudes, like oh or whatever, you know, like, like a Malcolm's, John John Lydon kind of thing. Like it's a yeah, shtick. right. Like Malcolmus doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to geek down over his guitar gear, you know. Like even though he's a totally guitar oriented guitar player, he just doesn't feel like he's gonna say like, oh well, then I, you know, I had a seventy four, but I replaced the pickups or talk about my distortion box or whatever. I don't know, you know, like I. What you I know, would, he might he might find it refreshing. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I think it's it's worth. The, you could go back and listen to some of the the tracks and stuff and look at some videos, and I bet you could come up with three or four really good questions. Well, what unfortunately, what I did was I called the editor back and I was like, I don't think I'm the right guy to interview. Yeah, that's probably this. smart. I think that there are other people who are better suited for this, who are like 
who, who are ready to go along on whatever journey Malcolmus wants to take them on. And for me, I feel like I would just be lost mm-hmm. because if he, because if I was like, Hey, what about guitars? What kind of amps do you use or whatever? And he gave me any amount of, I think it's kind of unimportant, whatever the, you know, the gear is, I think mm-hmm. it's really more about, you know, the gear intention. Mm. I would just, be, I would be gone. You know, I would like be, Oh, all right. Well, that's, I should be interviewing you for intention board magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that I would so subscribe to that. Right? I would interview him for intention because it's board. It's called intention board. Intention board. So we get past all of the blah 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 about how you like um, rewired your pickups, and we talk about mm-hmm. in- intentions. Yeah. What did? You, what were your intentions? Mm-hmm. Every interview I would ever want to do, I would start off with that in question. Yeah, where, where, were you, where were you going with that in your head? Yeah. Where have you been going this whole time? Mm-hmm. What have your intentions been? Yeah. And, then, you know, and then if they're like, uh, pfft, my intentions don't matter, I'll be like, wow. <laughs> Weirdly came to an interview uh, with the ever, magazine. You, you ever oil up your pots so they're really fast like Eddie Van Halen? Oh. Yeah. You ever see a grown man naked? You ever see like gladiator movies? You ever put pencil lead on your, uh, on your nuts so you can do a big drop? <laughs> Did you ever do that? Remember, remember reading about that? Oh, <laughs> I just, I mean, I, 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 I used to spray WD-40 on <laughs> No, <laughs> you can drop and they come right back into tune. One of the videos on my, on my watch list that I, as I was scanning, I went right over without mentioning was Eddie Van Halen talking about inventing tapping. Oh, wow. And the first thing he says is I didn't invent tapping, but actually I did. And here's how. And then he goes and he shows the whole like, willy, willy, willy. he was, was the like, guy, oh, the, guy, the guy from Genesis is the one who first did it really well. Yeah, but Eddie did the thing where he 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 barred, he barred with a finger and was tapping behind it and all that. I mean, he did he did. No, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I, he is understandably like legit the guy who gets the credit for bringing that to the mainstream. But you know, who's the one guy? The guy, the guy, the guy with the mustache from uh, Genesis. And there's one part in. Oh, Supper's you're talking Re- about Phil Levin? No, 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 no. no. It's Tony's- um, it's uh, Steve. Phil Levin. Oh my god. So, let's see, who was the guy who was in GTR with Steve? Lukather. <laughs> Jeff Picaro? <laughs> what? D- Jeff D- Spicoli? D- <laughs> Jeff Spicoli? Denny Diaz? Yeah, Denny Elliot, Diaz. Elliot Randall? Denny Diaz has a... Uh, what, was that fella? Has- what was that fella's name? The guy from Genesis. Elliot Elliot, uh, uh, Elliot uh, Randolph. Easton. Elliot Easton. Boots Wellington. Boots uh, Wellington. <laughs> that's the guy, Steve... Anyway, there's a part uh, in Supper's Ready where he does these uh, rip and hammer-ons. I've taken you off your topic. Well, uh, so no, my I'm topic for... now is I'm watch. I suddenly, I don't know where I clicked on this, but I suddenly clicked on a thing where a turtle is drowning a rat. Oh. Whoa. It's a really pretty, it's a pretty intense video. Eddie this Dan. rat's trying to get away, and the turtle's got him by the tail and well, just pulled him away. down under the water, is... and now it's just like, there the you rat, go. I don't think the rat's going to make it. How Eddie Van that's... Halen invented tapping? I think so, yeah. Okay. This rat is really, really like, oh, this is, I mean, if you are a rat lover. Okay, hang on. Uh, rat, rat, turtle, drown. Turtle, turtle drowning a rat. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a rat lover. You know, we, right? we, could, we could start a, a Patreon and there would be a whole episode where you and I just look at stuff on YouTube together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, turtles are, uh, are they eat, uh, they're eaters. Snapping right? they- turtle eats three adult mice. 
telling you what deep dive now this is we should just do a we should do a podcast just about turtles eating uh, rodents somebody this is a there's a rat attacking a pigeon see there's so much youtube yeah there really is so much is youtube like twitter where they're trying to uh control what's on there you you can't just put any any dirty thing still you still can on on youtube and it's not hard at all to end up with nazis uh, so there's all kinds of bad things on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like oh, so but uh, more than just Nazis. Like like uh, I mean, I see turtle killing rat, but well, that's not a bad thing. That's nature. That's educational. Sure, that's just nature. That's how. Don't that's, put a rat in a turtle um, cage. The things that's bubbled up in the last year that's caused a lot of trouble for YouTube and people, including parents, is um, there are these um, how would you describe it? Factories. Um, <laughs> workhouses that just put out a giant, giant, giant amount of clickbait videos for kids that are sometimes extremely disturbing. Oh, but it's an example videos. of like AI. It's been cited as an example of AI in reverse because what happens is people go and look for trending uh, words and titles, and yeah. then actual actors will act out things based on trending topics and make short videos, and they'll put up like dozens a day. And what are those things? Well, it, it could be like, I don't know, it could be like, um, the g- girl from Frozen is kidnapped, Logan Paul, or whatever. Like, they come up with all these crazy scenarios based on just popular keywords, because all they need is that click. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. So are these like ASMR videos? Ah, uh, no. Are these like unboxing videos? No. <laughs> no. They're sometimes animated. They're sometimes acted out. Uh, but, you know, the key, uh, you know, is to get a good, like, uh, what do they call it, the thumbnail? The yeah, main thumbnail, thing is good get, thumbnail. You get a good thumbnail and a good title, it doesn't matter what the video is. All they need is that click. And then they want you to watch it for a while. But the autoplay then just keeps pushing, pushing, pushing until eventually you get to a Nazi. Could be could be Elsa and a Nazi, Logan Paul. <clears throat> I, I, I'm now I'm watching a video of a guy in China on a motor scooter with five big dogs riding on the scooter with him. Five big dogs. Five big dogs. They're then they're big dogs. They're dogs as big as people, and they're all on the scooter. With him, they all seem like they know what their job is. There's the low dog. There's the medium dog. There's the dog with his arms on the guy's shoulders. There's the dog on the seat, and then there's a little dog. There's four. I'm sorry, four big dogs and one little dog. That's on okay. This guy's scooter, yeah. Let's and the see. little dog's all the way on the back. I got a lot of a lot of Queen in here. Oh, I made my family watch some guitar videos. They really didn't like that. I bet not. You ever get into Michelangelo but Batio, the no. guy the guy that plays the two or four necked guitar. No. Okay. You're gonna, gonna, uh, we, you're gonna want to check that out. I was. Uh, do you know who uh, uh, Mary Kobayashi is? Mm-mm. Mary Coco on mm-hmm. the internet. No. Mary Coco. Mary Coco. Um, she is a she's a violin player and a keyboard player, and uh, I introduced her <clears throat> along with a group of of like minded people. Introduced her to the uh, the shreds videos. We watched Santana <laughs> shreds, and it was with very. Clapping. It was very exciting to watch a person who had never seen Santana Shreds oh see it my for God, the first so time good. and also laugh until they couldn't breathe. I was like, thank you. I was hoping that this wasn't one of those things that I watched one time and couldn't breathe. It's still funny. The Jakey Lee one, the Jakey Lee one still just kills me. I heard that the, the somebody was telling me that the Eric, Cla- Eric Clapton actually got the Eric Clapton one taken, taken down. Oh. But I can't believe that you could do that. Huh. Uh, he's got that ever, he's got that kind of power he does uh, uh, what what happened when uh bitcoins came out uh, uh why didn't you buy any bitcoins oh i i don't particularly understand it it's i don't you know it's 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 interesting 
but it seemed like a thing that you would have maybe been somebody would have given you some or something. I don't really understand money. Yeah, I guess that's right. And it's all it's all it's all very difficult to understand. I'm trying to see what else I got here. Base. Oh yeah, yeah. The base thirty five to sixty nine. Morrissey interview. Uh huh. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Here's a guy showing you how to open Velcro in the field. Mm. Uh, mm. Tactically. Mm. A lot of roller, mm-hmm. lot of roller coaster videos. We watch a lot of roller coaster videos. Oh, I show my family Ingve's uh, arpeggios from hell. They love that. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing an Ingve Malmsteen uh, episode of the uh, of the Omnibus, but I don't want to give it away. Okay, enough said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Uh, Mediterranean Sundance with Paco de Lucia, John McLaughlin, and uh, Al Demiola. You watch a lot more interesting things than I do. Really? Most, most, yeah. Most of the things that I watch are just like. Oh, that's embarrassing. I'm not watching. Oh, you watch a lot of fail videos. Uh, no. What are the ones that, what are the things I end up just watching things like, uh, yeah, like Austro Hungarian plane crashes. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Closing that, closing Nashville, closing that, closing family man base isolated. And I'm all now, now I'm back to the tabs about the Apple event. You excited about the Apple event? Is there an Apple event? Oh, there's an Apple event, Sean. Is this the one where I'm going to finally get an iWatch? This is exciting. You know, one of the rumors is today. What? 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 what you ready? What, ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're me, talking. They're talking about changing the port again. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh well, because USB C is fast. We, it's oh, cheap. Oh, it's so much faster and it's cheaper. So much faster, and oh, it's it's a I standard. Except it's not exactly a standard. I've been waiting for them to change the port again for so long. It's almost like they're they're gang stalking you. Like, is John caught up on his lighting adapters? Did he get rid of all of his thirty pin adapters? Am I an incel? Here? Do you remember that? Do you remember, a... do you remember you had all the thirty pin adapters and you're all up to date? You remember that? And then what they do? Yeah. They changed it to yeah, lightning. Yeah, yeah. They changed it to lightning, and I had a I had one for every room in the house. Oh, I had sure. one. You, you had know, all those I years to catch up. Now, yep. now, now you're going to USB-C, Hakuna Matata. Uh, yeah, well, and I'm, uh, whoo, I just changed those fucking adapters. Mm-hmm. Change them. Change them. <laughs> change them. Get on with it. We have to do uh, it. Targeted individuals. Uh, what else we got here? Made iced tea this morning. Uh, it's a little late in the season for iced tea, I think. Sometimes I like to switch it up. I've told you before, like, the sure sign that I'm getting a cold is the coffee doesn't taste good. With that said, sometimes yeah. coffee just doesn't taste as good to me, and I know it's time for a break, so I'll make a big pitcher of iced tea from bags, and then I'll so, drink... So I'll drink. You're, you're not sick right now, you no, just no. are up, you're ready for a, a break. I'm ready for a break, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll make a big pitcher of iced tea in the morning, and then I'll have, uh, I'll pour, I'll get a one liter uh, beaker, a scientific beaker, I fill that with ice, I put in some lime juice, and then some iced tea, and it's a delicious treat. You get a little bit of caffeine without getting too crazy balls. So... So I don't know why I felt the need to write that down. I see. What you're trying to accomplish is to have enough caffeine without getting crazy balls. Part That's of, the whole reason I drink caffeine. Yeah, but you can drink a pitcher of iced tea all day long and get to pee a lot, which is fun. Oh, that's true. That's I think true. it's a diuretic, John. That's true. And you get to you get to uh, do a kind of Hemingway maintenance drinking. You know, you kind of keep it's a manageable amount, manageable amount of caffeine. So, so I've been, I've been struggling with the caffeine lately. I, oh, no. I have to admit, I have to admit. How, in which, which way? <clears throat> oh, well, 
I I cannot get my head around the fact that I can't drink coffee at six o'clock at night. Still, I just re- still. I just refuse to acknowledge it. Oh, John! And so I keep waking up at, like I keep going to bed at four in the morning and waking up at five thirty in the morning, oh, and dear. not not knowing what what to do about it. I bet so you. I, I bet you've also up. got an elevated heart rate. Elevated uh, heart rate is I, telling I, your body it's not time to sleep. I believe that's probably the case, and so all of the people that that are in a position where they're ha- they're forced to uh, care about me, mm-hmm. right, to listen to me uh, talk about my day, and they're like, "Why? Why are you so groggy?" And it's like, "Well, I slept for an hour and a half last night." All the people that have to hear that type of thing mm-hmm. are in my life Repeat, also, repeatedly, repeatedly. It's not like they heard also, it once, you know, uh, in the spring. It's a regular event for you. Well, and it's not like I'm sitting there making them. Uh, listen to me. They're no, they, they have to care about you, but they don't have yeah. to listen. And they ask, you know, they're sure. like, what's going on with you? And it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Well, what is it? Oh, well, I just didn't sleep last night. Oh, and now they're in that position where they're like, let me guess. You drank coffee at 6 p.m. And You're I'm not like, helping. Well, You're not helping. I guess so. I guess I did. And then they have, guess what? Advice. Mm-hmm. And guess what the advice is? Don't drink coffee at 6 p.m. It seems so simple. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, sure, but then what do you drink at 6 p.m.? And they're yeah. like, other things, other non-caffeinated. I think you might like some herbal tea, John. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm. want herb. I don't, don't prefer want it. Tea. Well, it's not just that I don't prefer it. I don't want to be the person that's asking a server for herbal tea. Oh, because then pretty soon now you're one step away from saying, could you tell me about all your herbal teas? Yeah, right. I don't want to hear about the herbal teas. I wouldn't know what they're talking about half the time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to study up on herbal teas. I don't want to be a person that knows more about herbal teas than some people know about wine. Oh, God. I just want to have my... Can you imagine wanna, that? Can you imagine that? Just, that's what you become at your age? Ugh. You're a I mean, tea my connoisseur? Sis, my sister will order tea and then send it back because it's the wrong tea. You would do it if it had potatoes in it. Uh, well, but I mean, you know, they're not going to put olives them. in tea. No potatoes in tea. But I'm going to I'm gonna say, like, here's what I'm going to say. Do you have any coffee brewed? And sometimes I'll say, do you have any decaf? But it doesn't matter. I mean, the decaf isn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Decaf doesn't keep you from being awake at night any more than, I mean. Are you, you, just, you drinking, and I'm not trying to help. I don't mean to help. Yeah, I know. you like the taste of it. Yeah. And the heat, fresh coffee. That's delicious. Okay. Yes. There's a guy I follow on the internet who did an interesting thing. And my wife's doing a version of it now, where he wanted to wean himself off of, caffeinated coffee so what he did was over a period of i think like a month he slowly changed the percentage of caffeinated to decaffeinated in his mix yeah so he he tapered off my wife does that now she does she gets this really nice low acid coffee that's really delicious and um she does half decaf and half uh half caffeine i'm not offering advice here because you know we're good enough friends that i wouldn't try to advise you have you considered something like that because you can have these this is a different time we're out of the sanka era you could have mm-hmm. a delicious coffee that's not fully caffeinated. Well, you know me mm-hmm. enough to know that uh, I'm a cold turkey guy. Oh, that's right. Leave it. Yeah, no, I believe in cold turkey. And uh, I believe that, uh, you know, any attempt you make to make your suffering be slightly less is just uh, is effectively causing you more suffering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what you do is you just put it down and then you leave it. And when leave you it. reach for it, you say, leave it. Leave it. And you do that over and over until you, you... They call it the Gibson, the full Gibson. That's right. You do the full Gibson and you end up doing that until you break whatever uh, whatever animal inside you has any spirit left. You break that animal and then you go lay in its cage mm-hmm. and you say, this is my, this is my crate, not your crate. 
and the little animal that really wants a coffee right now mm -hmm. just stands there plaintively looking at you going <laughs> you just do that you do that over and over to all the things and you don't do the thing where you're like for the next nine months i'm gonna put a bunch of effort and thought into doing micro you know, micro diminishments on the amount of coffee in my coffee. And it's just like, Oh yeah. my God, the, here's the thing. That's just another, that's just a form of like pain displacement. That all sounds like worse pain than just having the creepy crawlies and the bad, bad headache for three days when you quit drinking coffee, you've quit, you've quit coffee, cold jerky, right? Yeah. I think it's a good way to do it. Um, it hurts. It hurts. It does. But I mean, like I am, I'm that person you're describing with, uh, I mean, I, I will have, if I'm trying to have less coffee, it's not that difficult. I mean, I'll, I'll make a slightly less super strong coffee with slightly less in it. And then it's really, for me, it's really as simple as saying, I'm only going to have one of these to me. Mm -hmm. And that's generally what I have. I have one cup of coffee a day. Usually now I used to drink a pot and a half a day. And now, um, not as much because it doesn't make me happy. It, it gives me exactly what you're describing. And it took me years to make that association stick in my head. But I now know that like the way that I will feel tomorrow is just, it's too disruptive for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's the other thing. Like I arrange, I have so far, cause I haven't quit coffee in a while, but I have arranged over the years my life in such a way that, um, if I need to take two days where I'm just being punched by the universe, like everybody will give me two days. I, 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 I've been thinking, I've been reflecting a lot on, on the fact that like I've made a lot of life choices that have, uh, have arrived me here mm -hmm. at this life that I currently have. And those what life a great choices, word. what a great word you have to it's like a transitive. Um, it's a, tr a transitive quality of having been arrived. It's the opposite yeah, of being right. disappeared. You've been arrived. No, you've been arrived. And I have, I have arrived myself and, and so I cannot, I have to acknowledge both, um, both the positive and the negative, right? So I can't just enjoy, uh, the, the, the ways in which I am <clears throat> like, um, liberated from the grind, uh, without also saying, Hey, all of the thing, all of the disadvantages of this, I also have to own with the same amount of like, like, um, joie, right? Like I cannot get a bank loan and I cannot complain. It's like when you, if you are like, fuck the police, then when you get robbed, you can't call the police, right? Yeah, you, you, can't say just, your weed, you can't say your weed got stolen, pig. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you can't be mad either. You know, you can't, if you're like, I hate the police, uh, then, you know, if somebody like, hurts you you can't say i can't call the police because fuck them or whatever you know what i mean you have to like a certain amount of citizenship you buy in and then you get the rewards of it but but you know if you don't have insurance and then you get hit you're not going to be able to claim any insurance it's a it's, this it's kind a, of is why i think your alignment is probably lawful neutral like a lot of people i think misunderstand and think lawful means oh you know if you're a paladin you follow the law it's more like that you think there is some standard for consistency and propriety in the universe that you can't not do. Yeah. Agreed. I think that I've never thought of myself as lawful neutral, but, but, uh, but I do believe in, in certain codes and I've, and I've been reflecting, Oh, I believe in a lot of codes. I've been reflecting a lot on the fact that there, I cannot complain. I just cannot. And it's not, it has nothing to do with, um, all the ways in which people say like, 
yeah, you can't complain or I can't complain. It's just my own thing of like, right. I, um, I get to podcast for a living and therefore I don't, um, I do not seem very trustable to the other kids or the other parents at my daughter's school. Right. And so if they are like, you know, if they're like eep and they grab their kids as I walk through the hall, um, I go, lol. Well, you thought because, the neckbeards, neckbeards had it bad. <laughs> because Who speaks I'm a for podcaster, the podcasters? Right. Who speaks for us? Uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've been um, realizing that, like, I get to be in a position where I can quit coffee and I don't have to show up somewhere at seven o'clock in the morning with like a splitting. It's, headache. A, it's a version of the P word. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I feel, I feel very much the same way. Yeah. When I, whenever I'm constantly demanding that people be on time for things, I ask myself, is that a version of the P word? Cause maybe well, the they don't is, have the same flexibility that I do. I, I feel like the P word has become overused. To I know the that's why I'm calling it the P word. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm you know what I mean, though. Yes, thank Concep- you for accommodating. Conceptually, my... conceptually, you know what I mean, which is yes. the unexamined sort of lucky break that you can't unhave. Although this is a, these are situations which we have arrived ourselves at, so it's not really a lucky break. It's oh, a it's been arrived, arrived have, done to us. We made choices. We made a lot of choices somewhere back in the back, back in the old days that we have to live by now, right? You can't make, you can't make choices all along and then be like, why can't I, uh, you know, like, why don't, why, why don't I have the advantage? Yeah, how, come, of how come I'm not a surgeon? Yeah. Right. Or like, where's my, uh, 401k? Yeah. Like you don't get to, you don't get to. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm chewing on that all the time because yeah. I see, I see now, this was the thing that my, my dad, I watched reckon with, as yeah, his, when his secretary had to dive bomb in and say, you need a, you need a future. Well, it was that, but he started, so my uncle, his brother-in-law, you know, was a guy that had a lot of money and they, uh, and they were part of this Seattle kind of the greatest generation culture of people who had money and socialized with other people with money. And they had, you know, they went to museum galas and so forth. And then a lot of them, uh, just decamped to Palm Springs as they got, as they got older. And, you know, my, one of my dad's, I mean, my dad and my uncle were both good friends with George Weyerhaeuser mm-hmm. and they, and he, and he was regarded by them as one of the good rich guys. Um, now we living on this side of the environmental divide would not think of like the Weyerhaeusers as being the good guys, right? Because they are the, they're the tree cutter guys. But from their era, he was one of the good guys. You know, he wasn't a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they all were at a certain point 20 years ago, they all started to be down in Palm Springs, having cocktails with each other, sitting around in the in the warm evening um, next to their pools. And my dad would go. My dad was invited down. These were his friends. He would stand around at these cocktail parties. He would get into disagreements with uh, with women in moo's who had very oversprayed hair, uh, he would get in disagreements with them because they would make some catty remark about his politics, and he would say, "Well, I'll have you know," and you know, and then they would, but they, everybody would be drunk but him. So, and then he would come home, he'd be mad. But what he really was, 
what really upset him was that he had gotten to be 75 and all of these, and he had lived his life in a righteous fashion on behalf of others. He'd worked in politics. He'd been a, you know, he'd been someone who strove for justice and all of these people he'd scoffed at his whole life because they were just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And then at 75, he realized that they all had money right? and he didn't have money and he didn't mind being in Palm Springs. And I remember many conversations with him where I was like, dad, you didn't choose to, you didn't choose to be in money and now you don't have it. So what are you going to, you know, and he, he wasn't a complainer, mm-hmm. right? He would just be like, well, you know, I was down in Palm Springs and I got an asshole. And I was like, well, he is an asshole, dad. You know, he always was. He was when he was 24. He was, well, I know, but why should he uh, a big house? And I'm like, well, he got a big house cause he's an asshole. It's like a one-to-one correlation. <laughs> and dad's like, well, yeah. And I really think that he believed dad believed that, that the righteous got paid in the end. You know, in the kingdom, but he didn't believe in the kingdom of heaven, right? So he didn't, he wasn't like smugly looking at everybody going, well, I'm going to live in paradise and you're all going to go to the, to uh, the place down below. Yeah. He, he, he was just like, he kind of felt like he was banking up karma in some ways. Or I don't know what he thought. Jesus, you know, my dad lived in the moment. That was part of his problem. He he just never thought about, he never thought about the future because he thought he was going to be 29 forever. Yeah. But it feels that way for a while. It does. It does. There are times, you know, when I sit down in front of my like hot live podcast mic, boy, I feel like I could be I could be twenty seventy nine. Yeah. Um. You 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 podcast like a man in your forties. Well, thank you. No, I mean like a younger man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a like, that's right, like a younger man. But you know, when I'm out there in the neighborhood with my crossbow hunting cats, <laughs> I feel the age. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm the weirdo. <laughs> When when Robin Hood does it, it's for social justice. <laughs> when I'm out smiting a dog, suddenly I'm the weirdo. They're just another podcaster in a bathrobe. Yeah, sure. I'm you know I've got my wrist rocket and a mason jar full of marbles, Flack. and I'm out and I'm out trying to get the neighborhood dogs to stop barking. I'm the weirdo. <laughs> That's so unjust. You're just you're just you're 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 you know you're like Obama. You're a community activist. Yep, that's right. But I got political, and oh. now the vice president is mad, 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 mad. So you're chewing on that? Yeah, chewing on it. Just yeah. trying to, just trying to figure out. I'm actually kind of excited to see all of the disadvantages that are going to start accruing to me oh. uh, because of all the time that I've, all the the leisure time I've afforded myself. That'll be fun. Right, I mean, uh-huh. the 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 chickens are going to come home to roost, and there's going to be a there's going to be a moment where I'm like, oh shit, I should have been working, or something. Yeah, I don't know, or I should have been putting some money away. Right. I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to oh, be. Oh, the nice thing is, it could be any of those. Right. Yeah. Right. I should have been. I should have been doing deep, deep knee bends. I should have had my my phone set to beep at me to tell me to get up and walk around the room. Oh, because you're hip. Because of my hip. Because of your do, hip. Should have bought dinner. Do you have things beep at you? To tell me to move? Or to do anything? Are there things that oh, beep at you on I, a regular I, basis? I have a, yeah, I have an array of things I choose to have beep at me. What are the <clears> things yeah. that beep at you? Well, in terms of stuff like that, uh, 
This is not super interesting, but you know, I get various kinds of notifications. I do have the thing where my watch, not <clears throat> 10 minutes till every hour, tells me if I haven't stood up, it tells me to stand up. It does. So I, I have, uh, I don't know how many days of standing 12 hours a day. Uh, so tell me about wait, wait I, I, I got you off of this Apple announcement. It, it's well, it's, not a, it's just, a big one, John. John, they're talking. It's going to start with the iPad Pro, but they're talking about switching to USB C, which which would be new adapters. Yeah. Um, but if but there's got to be an advantage, right? I mean, what what is the are is the new watch going to be like a good thing? It's got nine complications, uh-huh. and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> I don't know if I can beat that. I feel um, like that's good. But, <laughs> that's terrible. Terrible. My mailman looks like Jay-Z. It's really, really disorienting. Yeah, yeah, I don't say that. I can't say that. No, of course you can't. I can't say that, but he looks a lot like, he looks like a confused Jay-Z, which is a surprisingly cool look. Like well, a I mean, bewildered J- Jay-Z. Jay-Z already seems a little bewildered. He does. I don't think he comes off well in those videos. You know, next to that star power of, of Queen B, you know what I'm saying? I do. Well, I mean, who's going to stand up next to her and look good? Yas Queen. <laughs> uh, we got to get into a happy note. 